What's good, y'all? My name is Jonathan Dumas, and this is the Real Talk with Dumas podcast. We have real conversations with the people I see every day because we don't know what we miss until we miss them. And y'all, I have another dope guest for you. I'm really excited to have Kat on the show. Um, But before we dive into that, I want to, as always, remind you of a few ways to continue to support the show. Number one, like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. It really helps folks discover the show. Number two, follow RTWD on IG at RTWD Podcast. Goodness gracious, I'm going to do that one again. Number two, follow RTWD on IG at RTWD Podcast. You know, send your boy a DM, say what's up, hello, I love those. Always encouraging stuff. And then finally, by financially supporting the show. By financially supporting the show, you literally help this thing run because this thing ain't free. There are two ways. So number one is buy me a coffee, you know, one-time donation. I love it. Thank you so much. And then number two is a monthly support on our Patreon page. Get all the cool stuff there. There's different tiers. Um, Get on our email list, all those different things. And I have some fun, fun stuff coming up for y'all. I can't wait. And honestly, I want to say this to y'all. I have been able to hire an editor, so I don't edit anymore. So that's because of y'all. So thank you so much. Shout out y'all. Anyways, on to my guest this week. I have Katrina Howard. Katrina Howard, aka Cat, pronouns she, her, is a connector, creator, diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant, and hype woman for her community. Residing in Brooklyn, New York, by the way of Bay Area, California, Fairfield, 707 to be exact. Shout out Fairfield. Cat claims space in this world as a black woman and a Salvadoran woman, somebody's auntie and Aquarius. When I asked Kat what she wanted the real fam to get out of our conversation, she said that as life ebbs and flows, there may be moments of pause, setbacks, or figuring it out, and that's okay. As I am commanding, as I am commanding, spending more of my time pouring into endeavors that replenish the outside of my professional career, I want to inspire others to be curious and explore what existing in the multi-hyphenate could look like for you. Now, if that gives you any glimpse of what our conversation could be like today, it's going to be good. All right. So without further ado, relax, enjoy the ride. If you're going to work, if you're washing the dishes, if you're cleaning the house, whatever you're doing, listen to our voices, have a cool conversation. All right, y'all. Here is Kat. Kat, what is up? Yeah. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Of course. Of course. This is a long time coming. We talked a few weeks ago to get you on the show. So I appreciate you for, for coming through. How are things? I am doing so much better. As you know, I was down with the Rona about oh, no. two weeks ago, so I'm on the other side of it. But yes, I'm feeling much more nourished. There we go. There we go. Well, how was that like the quarantine for you? Because I haven't, I don't know how, I have not gotten the Rona. I'm going to say yet, because at this point, everybody <laughs> is getting it, even those who didn't get it you know, for the past three years. How was Honestly, that like? it's not yeah. an if. But when? At yeah, this point, exactly. So. Exactly. So how was that like, you know, isolation for you, that quarantine time? Because I know just being in lockdown and then going, <laughs> the world being open now, it's just, it's just different. Yeah, yeah. So I caught it the week of Memorial Day weekend. So mm. I caught it the middle of that week. So I was not outside that long weekend, unfortunately, mm. as much as I wanted to outside. be. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was outside. And <laughs> I, I live in Brooklyn. I'm in New York. And so, yeah, that, that definitely hit me. And quarantining, 
I live alone. Thankfully, I think with us being in the spring and just with warmer weather, I have access to a private patio. So I was able to get outside and, mm. and not be around others. But it still was, you know, I experienced some FOMO. I had to just stay hydrated and remind myself like this is temporary. I'm glad I'm mm. vaxxed and boosted. So my symptoms were mild. But yeah, just just very grateful that the symptoms were mild. Nice. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I've just seen some studies about like, yeah, that. So cool, cool, cool. So I read a little bit about your bio, but obviously there's so much more to who you are, the things that you do, especially as a fellow multi-hyphenate. So I want to ask you a question, the same one that I ask everybody else that comes onto the show. Who is Katrina? Who is Kat? Yeah. So go ahead and introduce yourself to the real fam. Yes. Who is Kat? I am a connector at heart. I always tell people I love sparking those moments for people to experience aha moments within themselves, within their community. I love seeing my people gathered together. I'm usually the person that's bringing people together, trying to plan an event, trying to plan a cookout, whatever, just to get people to to mingle and meet new faces. So yeah, I, I truly feel just abundant and replenished anytime I'm around community. And so for me, that's really, yeah, just been an anchor in everything I do and really centering at my why. So living in a place like New York, moving out of Oakland during the pandemic and being in a whole new city, whole new coast really just allowed me to, you know, figure out like, what can I continue doing to feel good and to feel like this abundance that I want to continue to create for my life. And so, yeah, I'm figuring that out. And it's, it's, I'm here for the ride, you know, I'm here for the ride, here for the company and, and keeping people close to me that that help me feel those feelings that I want. I love that. I love that. And that that sense of community too. I'm curious for you, like when you, so you, <laughs> I didn't know that part, like you moved over to the East Coast, moved over to Brooklyn during the mm-hmm. pandemic. So like having to find that community in, in a pan, I'm I'm curious for you, how was that, was that process? Or did you already have like that community there? So yeah, moving to New York, I didn't have an existing community. Mm-hmm. I essentially was starting from scratch. And even during a time like the pandemic, it was peak pandemic, I moved here a little over a year ago. So in March of last year. And I remember living in Oakland, and I just knew my time was up. New York was Mm. always top of mind for me and where I wanted to live, but it was just a matter of time. And I kept Mm -hmm. telling myself, if I keep waiting for the right time, especially in this pandemic, when is it ever going to be the right time? So Mm. I took a chance. I had a little bit more stability under my belt. And yeah, decided to make the move in March of last year. And I think what really helped me initially start to build community, I'm a very curious person. So Mm. as much as I could early on, getting outside, going to marketplaces, sharing with my close friends on the West Coast, like, hey, I'm moving to New York. Who are people that I should, you know, connect with that you would recommend? So I had people from back home looking out for me and putting me in touch with their people once I got here. So that was such a great feeling because it reminded me, yeah, I don't need to go in this alone. I can ask for help. I can ask my people. And that was essentially how I was able to start building those initial relationships was through mutual connections, which was great. No, that's that's so cool. Because right? <laughs> I, yeah, I literally would have never even thought about that. Like, so like, a, even before, like my, I always, I always just wanted to like, 
go somewhere. I didn't know where. I just know I wanted to go. I'm a big Boston Celtics fan, so I was like, I'll go to Boston. But then, okay, Boston. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so shout out them. You know, two and one. Anyways, so, but I never did because, like, they're always in the back of my mind was like, what about a job? What about like, I don't have a community. All my family's on the West Coast. Like, I'm I'm gonna be out there alone. But I never really thought of like utilizing even the connections that I have here. That like that community, all like my community here, although it's here, doesn't mean they're just gonna leave me out to dry if I move well hopefully um, move away you know what I'm saying and so I yeah. um I I never even like even considered to be like yo like who who should I connect with like who y'all, y'all you're dope who are the dope people you exactly. know and like exactly. <laughs> so it's already so like I pre-vetted people for you because you know yeah. oh this person is dope oh I love their energy I hang around with them so it, it kind of just makes that process of trying to find people or connect with people brand new less intimidating because you already have that mutual connection that essentially is, is has vetted that person in a way for you. Mm-hmm. I love that too. So for even, so can we just like talk about like community for a hot second? Yes. Oh, a minute, but <laughs> because <laughs> like I have found that this is one of the things that has, is incredibly valuable to me and also like really like high on my values list of like having people around me that not only that I can trust, but I can be myself around that like I can just show up and be with. And, and I've learned different, like the different levels of authenticity, right? Because of like, if I'm showing up my full self, depending on the level of relationship that I am with you, that's the part that you're going to see. Like I, the person I got, you know, my partner here, she sees all of the stuff with me, <laughs> but there's like other people that I'm like, all right, you're going to get this little bit. I'm curious, like for you, because I, I, on, on the podcast, we've talked, I've talked at length at times about community and the importance of it. But what does community mean to you? How do you show up in your community? I'm just curious because it sounds like an important value for you. Yeah, no, it's absolutely, I would say it's the center of my why of, of mm. all I do. So to me, community means like the extension of you, mm. who you surround yourself with, the environment that you're in. How are you not only receiving from that community, how are you giving back to that community? So me even living in a new city like New York, in Brooklyn, specifically Flatbush, I'm always cognizant of, okay, who are my neighbors? Who is around me? What are the small businesses in the area? How am I giving back? But also like, yeah, just being really aware of my energy in that sense, like that exchange is really important. So to me, I think about it of like, those circles, kind of like your inner circle, what's beyond that, what's beyond that. And community to me is really like inclusive of all those parts. But yeah, it's it's so special. And I think so we're we're just so much more alike than different. And mm-hmm. I think it's so important to remember that, especially when society tries to tear us apart, right? It tries to like pat us against each other. And yeah, it it it's I think leading with that communal energy to me just feels like that care that we are missing as humans today. And and it just reminds me to to hold on to that. So mm-hmm. yeah. And you even do a little cool plug for you. It's like you you put together like a cool community thing called like five four by with just to do like different social events throughout New York. And it really like leans into this idea of community and being more communal, you know, connecting. Would you say it's networking? I I guess like I sometimes I get like a 
a weird feeling about the the term like networking. Word, like, networking. I, yeah, yeah. Because I just like I just like making friends. I like to connect <laughs> people. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like tell us a little bit more about this community, this these community gatherings that you put together. Yeah. So four by with, I'm in the process of like, or I had rebranded that. So I initially had community that I had titled for, for us bias mm. and four by with I created a first social event here in New York and it went so well. I had about 20, 25 folks, most of them who hadn't met each other, but I was the connecting point. So I had either met them at different parts of my life here in New York Mm. And essentially wanted to just get everyone in the room and really centering the experiences of black and brown folks. So everyone who I met with really was centered around that. And so having this community in the room and seeing people connect, I was very intentional with, okay, what are some interactive activities that I can help break the ice, right? Because to your point, it can also feel like, okay, what am I here to do? Am I here to just network? Oh, I see someone that you know might be in a similar industry I want to be in maybe I should go network. But I think what I really want to bring it back to is like socially, how are we bonding? Um, Mm. How are we connecting? And so Mm. in my experience, I found that the way that I feel comfortable with folks and really like breaking down those layers of vulnerability is through, yeah, socially connecting and having dialogue, having thought provoking dialogue, like being able to see yourself in others. So I rented a venue, local Asian-owned venue in Brooklyn, set out some cool activities. I had my friend's Wordiful deck, um, which is a connection game. And so it has different just cards and questions to break the ice. So I led people through different activities and just gave folks like open time to connect with one another and, and sit around a table family style and really just have that moment of connection. So yeah, it was really dope. I've done one so far, so there's definitely nice. more to come. Um, but it was so well received, and and I've definitely been getting a lot of feedback of of folks wanting more of that. So I love that, and I've been a part of that, like not like in person yet, but like not a part of yours, but like separate ones. And it was just, it is always like surprising to me, but also like really warms my heart that like how much people like want that. And every time I go to something like that, how much I'm like that's what I needed. Like, I didn't realize like how much I needed that, that like connection and yep. to show up into a space with like fellow creatives, fellow professionals or anything like that. And then go two, three hours <laughs> throughout a conversation. And like, nobody asks what the other person does. It's just like, I actually get to know you as this person from there. I'm like, yo, like, let's keep in contact. And then by the end of the conversation, I'm like, oh shoot, like you do that. Yo, like, let's you know we we gotta like stay in contact for sure because like i know somebody and would love to because now i know them as a person i'm like i don't exactly. I don't even mind at that point um uh, making that making that connection or whatever and so and, and to some regards like that's how we even got connected through like that mm-hmm. practitioners group mm-hmm. and stuff like that and we just had like a you know a 30 45 minute conversation and i was like all right i need you on my podcast because <laughs> you're doing dope <laughs> stuff an adult person so i i love yes, that idea of just like it. those those simple things and to be honest like even when i'm asked the question and i don't know how about how, how you feel about this but when i'm asked the question oh like what do you do and that's like the that's the second question after like my name mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's it's really like jarring to me it throws me off i never really know what to say because like i'm a multi-hyphenate so i don't know how much time you have mm. for me to explain all the things that i that i do see and i was gonna top- ask why you felt that way but that makes sense right like you feel yeah. this pressure of trying to explain 
all the things and essentially not limit yourself, right? Mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. So when somebody asked me that, I just say I'm an organizational psychologist and then they make some dumb joke about me analyzing their brain. Anyways, that's not <laughs> what I do. So I've just heard it so many times, but <laughs> I, I'm just like, if you actually get to know me more, you, you will, I don't know. This is for me that like, if you get to know me, you'll know, you'll know more about like what I do because like it comes out. Like there's a reason why I like work for myself now because mm. I just could never fit in any box that I tried to when I tried to work anywhere else. And so I especially value like spaces, spaces, communities that I could like step into and just like be and not have to like put on this face, yeah, this professional person. Because like to me, it's exhausting. Like I don't like showing up to spaces like that. Yeah. 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 So. I think the the concept of what does it mean to be known and to know someone also is something I've been sitting with. So my therapist, who I love her, I've been seeing her now for almost two months virtually. And our past two sessions were really focused on like, okay, what is this feeling of of what it's like to to know someone and for someone mm-hmm. to know you? So I've been really sitting with that because I think it's so important, especially as I continue to build out for by with and create more events is I really want people to, like you said, not just go to the what do you do questions, but really feel like they can get to know each other in a way that feels good and feels authentic and feels genuine and safe. And like you like you said, you can get there over time around like figuring out, okay, this is what is important to this person or oh okay I hear them saying this like this is what they do but not necessarily leading with that right because it can it can be off-putting for sure yeah yeah and um there's there was something you said that like even triggered this this thought of just like you know and sometimes like people want to purposely like separate <clears throat> those two things you know what I'm saying like not everybody likes their their work to intertwine with their life or vice or vice versa because like mm. that is just a job and that, that that's the thing that you know allows me to live the life that I want to, to live. And I cut think, me my check. Yes, and I'm out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm done at five. Don't no more. <laughs> I'm not answering the email. And and I and I dig that. Um, I, I dig that a lot. Uh, for yeah. folks who who can like legitimately separate that way, I can't. But like for folks that do that, like I want to like respect that too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I feel like. Yeah, that word safe, just like, I don't know, it just like, it just feels so right. To have like genuine and authentic connection feels safe, right? If that other, if those two people, if those two people are safe doing the work for themselves, all the, Mm -hmm, all the, all the mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, I just, I don't know, that, that like sits with me. I don't know. The image I get in my mind is like, like a settled, I don't know, the image I have, it's like, I don't know, it's like, I'm looking at water and there's like, all the ocean is like thrashing around and then it's just like the word safe is just like it just it's just chilling it's It's just just settling in yeah yeah dope dope well let me ask you this where does that like deep sense of like community authentic connection and genuineness and all that stuff like where does that come from for you have you have you thought about that I have, yeah. And even you asking the question, I felt like some goosebumps like go up my spine. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it just brought me back to my childhood. So mm. my hometown, Fairfield, back in California, incredibly diverse. Like I was just telling my friend the other day, like I grew up around folks who identified as Filipino, Hawaiian, Ethiopian, multiracial. Like we just, my high school and middle school were just a plethora of so many different 
identities, cultures. And so even myself, like identifying as Black and Salvadorian, I had a very strong tie to both of my cultures and both of Mm. my families. And so (laughs) it's funny, I think my grandmother specifically, she's always been that woman who even if she doesn't know someone, we'll be in the elevator and she'll hi. So she'll say hi to, to strangers. She'll be like, mm-hmm. hi, what's your name? How's your day going? Just sparking up conversation. When I was a kid, I thought it was the weirdest thing. I'm like, <laughs> why is she over here talking to strangers again? But now I find myself leading with that energy. And the thing that she's always told me is like, you never know how someone's day is going and mm-hmm. easily just saying hi or asking someone's name can like completely change an outlook on someone's day. Right. And that energy is reciprocated to you too. And so I think that really is at the core of why community is so important to me because I've seen how that care, that intention, that just wanting to see people win and do good and like hype people up just Mm -hmm. creates this, feeling of just it's it's magic right it's contagious it you yeah it's just like a feeling like no other and so I want to continue to foster that I want people to know that there's so much room for all of us like we can all eat we can Mm -hmm. all do the things Um, we don't need to be in competition with one another and so yeah I think it really ties back to my upbringing having access to folks like my grandmother who really instilled that early on and me just practicing that now as an adult and ask continuing to ask myself like why do I do the things that I do oh because mm. I saw my grandmother saying hi to strangers and now I lead with that energy right so yeah there's there's all intention behind it which is I think such a full circle moment too yeah yeah that reminds me of a story because my mom does that like when you're talking about your grandma like my mom <laughs> does that like she'll have full on conversations. I'd be like, "Mom, you know that person?" She's like, "No." I'm like, "What is going on, yo? What is going on?" But like, my mom will like sit in that conversation, and I'm just like, "Yo, like, looking at the clock, like, okay, I know, like, let's go. go." But it's so funny because like, it's it's so funny because like, uh, my partner will be somewhere, and then I like get into a good conversation with just a random person, and like, I find myself doing that and i'm like oh my gosh that's that's so funny and it's it's it reminds me of a particular story it happened a few months ago i was with my mom and my mom had just gotten a support animal shout out rocky this little like uh english bulldog pit mix he's adorable yes yeah so he's like he's like i know we really aren't and so like just the (laughs) unconditional love he's kind of stubborn though he's a little punk anyways he's a great dog but like i babysat him one time it was it was a hot mess anyway so um there was a so like we're walking through Petco or PetSmart or whatever, one of them, one of them and uh, trying to get him some food and everything like that. And like this man was like looking for looking for food. He's with his daughter. He like sees our dog and like lights up. And so he goes up. He's like, hey, can I can I pet him? And he's like, oh, you're we like, yeah, he's a sweet dog. And he just like stays with us probably like five ish, 10 ish minutes. And he's just like, you know. Oh, I just love dogs. I used to breed them. He's he's like this. He's such a good boy. And he's saying, yeah, like we picked him up from a shelter. And he said, yeah, like they whoever had him before, like abused him and everything like that. He could tell. Mm-hmm. And my mom was just talking and he was about to walk away. He he gave us all kind of tips and where to go get food and how to take care of his ears because they were kind of hurt. And uh, my mom just, you know, thank you so much for all this help. Uh, my mom, she a praying woman. So she's like, may the Lord keep you. May you have a blessed day, you know, find peace, happiness, <laughs> yep. all this. She Same has like, as my this grandmother. Spiel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she has this spiel that she tells. 
And literally this man just starts breaking down crying and in the middle of Pet, PetSmart. And he said, you know, I just lost my wife like a month and a half ago. He said, I have been hanging on by a thread. You know, I have three kids. One of them is like, he's like doing so well in high school despite all this stuff. And his other daughter, like it was just like this heartbreaking story. And he's like, we were together for like 25 years. Like we were high school, high school, wow. so it just opens up so mm-hmm. hard and my mom was like come here and just gave him a big hug and we like all three of us are hugging in this aisle and like god dog like those are the moments that like remind me of like humanity and the dignity of people and yeah you don't know what people are going through but like like legitimately as that man was talking i literally could feel like the weight of everything he's been carrying by himself for the past few months and like i even still like every time like me and my mom like we're talking about it for a while and we were like crying about it because you're like, what do you do yeah. with those situations? But like for him to trust us because we showed a sense of like compassion and true care for him in those moments of, of like passing on some level of like positivity and and love for him just as Absolutely. a human being. It was just like, I, I really hope he's doing okay. <laughs> like yeah. I, I really hope he's doing yeah. all right. And that's but, a memory, yeah. right? That you yeah. now have and even you sharing it like right now. I can tell like how much that meant and you being able to recount it and, and share it back. That's so special. And yeah. like he said, I think trust is at the root of that, which I think is another huge component of community, specifically building community. So even as I continue to build for by with, I'm always thinking about like that trust component. I want mm-hmm. people to feel like they trust me when they know they're going to pull up and they're going to have a good time and they're going to meet people that, you know, maybe they hadn't and, and just trust that it'll, It'll go as it needs to go. And everyone that needs to be there will be there. And yeah, I think trust is, is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all right. So I, I we've been talking about all the good stuff about community and like that. I think there have been some areas. Well, I could imagine for somebody who's experienced like harm or haven't had a good sense or like under, mm, good, let's see, positive interactions with certain communities. And so like that, that trust component can be like difficult, right? And like feeling safe within spaces. I'm curious for you, how do you like try and cultivate that like trust safety for folks to come? Yeah, that is not an easy question. Oof, yeah. I mean, I think even, (laughs) even when I think about, okay, with building community, who am I building community for, right? Who Mm. am I really centering the experiences for? For me, it's always been for black and brown folks like that Mm. is going to continue to be at the center. And so I think at the last event I did in sharing a little bit more with folks about my why I made it clear, like we ever have white folks that come into the space, like non-black, non-brown folks that come into the space, what does that mean? And so I think just being really clear with like setting the intention of like who this is for, who this is centering. And like, if you are in this space, if you are invited into the space, these are essentially like the ground rules that we're creating. This is how we want people to feel. And if you're not down with that, then this probably isn't for you. And so I'm also a big component of we are not for everyone and everyone is not for you. And Mm -hmm. really having that discernment, right, to be able to figure out, yeah, making that judgment on does this feel safe? Does this feel good? Does this feel bad? Is this not for me? And so, yeah, I think I've I've been thinking about that more and more specifically as, as I think about like, okay, there might be some events where 
non-black and brown folks will pull up and what does that mean and how do we navigate that and how do we make sure that folks are respectful and and holding each other accountable if shit goes wrong or shit is uncomfortable and or someone slips up and says the wrong thing but I mm-hmm. think it's definitely not not easy and yeah to me I think it goes back to like how do we discern and, and figure out like what's for you what's not for you yeah thanks so much for sharing that like I I even think about how <laughs> when I've like had a party or something like that and I'm just like who am I going to invite like and really like thinking about not to be exclusive but also understanding like where folks are coming from like how folks are, are showing up to the space because mm-hmm. like we do want to one be inclusive but also like care for the folks that are for the folks that are showing up and be intentional in that way yeah it, it is it is very 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 hard because like other po- other folks are going through whatever they're going through have their own experiences and to create like a, a, a safe environment setting those ground rules like building that that trust and like even how i've even to bring it to like facilitation and workshops yeah, and stuff like that yeah. when we're talking about really difficult things diversity equity inclusion belonging justice right i think about like these yeah the and you said it these are the ground rules that we're we're going to agree to together and like does anybody else have any like input does anybody else like need anything else to feel safe in this space right mm-hmm. and like let's talk mm-hmm. about it together and even sometimes those conversations take a little bit longer but i feel like it it sets the the foundation for like a, a smooth like smooth sailing for the most part yeah. right because we know like if something happens we know how we're going to handle it together or even like interpersonally with with those folks right but like in a less like i guess formal setting yeah i i <laughs> it can be it tricky like, yeah, for sure it can be so tricky yeah. i'm just like yo i'm just thinking about some community stuff that has happened in the last few months in, in my life and i'm like i don't know what I don't know what to do, you know, and it's just been, yeah, it's real. been really odd, but I, 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 the hope is that like you can have that conversation, right? I think thinking again to humanity and the dignity of other people and trying to understand where they're coming from and perspective taking and the, knowing the difference between being uncomfortable and being unsafe. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really key too. Cause like, if you're uncomfortable, you just got to sit through, you, you can sit through the uncomfort to get to a common ground. If you're unsafe, then like, yo, you need to create some separation there. See, like, yeah. even I'm thinking about it, I'm like, dang it, it's just, it's so hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated I mean, it's, and nuanced. It's not black yeah. and white at all. It's not it black and white it. at all. It's it is so it. nuanced. And, and yeah, that's, I mean, that's the thing about <laughs> this thing called life and us being yeah. humans, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's messy. It's like, there's no playbook to say like, this is what it is. This is what it's not. And so. Yeah, I think it, it also goes back to around, like you said, collectively, like how do we agree to what feels good together? Because even as I'm building this community, right, I'm now, now I have people that they know this is for them. They know my why, they know my vision. So they can start to be almost like those ambassadors if shit were mm. to go wrong. So like, yeah, it shouldn't even just have to come from me if things start to feel unsafe or unsettling. But I can now like we can start to build that collective accountability of of mm. like being able to check each other, being able to like know, are we leading with good intent? How do we have these difficult conversations? And so I think that's the beautiful thing about community too, when it's done right, is like having just those traits to know, like, okay, we're gonna work through this. Like, yes, this is uncomfortable, but we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna figure it out together, right? That collective mm-hmm. piece. And I think that's that's the power is like collectively versus that individualistic nature that is 
so ingrained in so many of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the rabbit hole I want to go down is like the individual versus like communal. And like, that is something that I've been unlearning and relearning, like the importance of like a, a community that's not going to like, that's going to hold you accountable, right? Like a community that's going to be like, yo, like that's, you, you mess fucking up. Like what's going on? G? Like, or, yeah. or even just like check in with you, make sure you're good. But also there's like the other side of that individual where like I have been in communities and felt so long, like being surrounded by people, but feeling like completely misunderstood, not connected mm. to you and just like feeling alone. But I'm surrounded by so many people and like they're hyping me up or like I'm doing something, but it doesn't feel real. I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, just, it does. Yeah. And I guess it, it goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier around like this discernment piece, like how do you start to pinpoint whether something is for you or not? And you could be in a room full, like you said, full of people that are hyping you up that are giving you like the energy, the compliments, but there's still that disconnect. And I think that's valid, right? And I think it goes back to like, yeah, this discernment of like, what's for me, what's not for me? Where do I want to get my energy to? Where do I not? Is this a space for me right now or not? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's good. Mm. Mm. Ponder, ponder. Ponder. Um, <laughs> well, I, I want to change gears here because like, yeah, I'm I'm curious for you because I've been thinking a lot and pondering, contemplating about ponder. like every like areas of growth that I'm having for myself. A few weeks ago, I was able to like have an incredible breakthrough with both like therapy and like my business coach. Of just like identifying this person, this like negative self-talk that literally is not voices of Jonathan. It's like this other person. And I've named him Johnny. <laughs> and um, I hate that song. Johnny Bravo? I, I, no, Johnny Bravo is cool. He's good people. <laughs> John, Johnny is like, he's he's a hater. He, he be hating mm. hard on like my come ups, my successes, all these different things. And so like I've grown in that area. I'm curious for you. What are some, how have you feel like you've, grown or changed or evolved in the past, you know, six to six to 12 ish months. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a continuous journey, right? Mm. And I think one thing that I've really been focused on is like, how do I ask for what I need, ask for what I want? And I've, I've realized that reciprocation is, is a big thing for me. In relationships, friendships, relationships, family, and I think it's become even more so living in a new city and a new coast like New York because so many of my people that I was connected to in person in real life, I was living in the same city as. And now I'm in a whole new city where as dope it is as it is that I'm building community and I'm like establishing new friendships, I still feel like they're new, right? Like I mm-hmm. still feel like there is the folks that truly know me that are truly close to me, aren't physically here with me. And so I really had to be more straight up with asking for what I what I need. And for example, I was telling my mom the other day, she called me, she's like, Oh, you know, sometimes I, I just I know you're busy. So I, I don't want to bother you and, and call you. And I'm like, mom, I respect that. And okay, maybe what you see on the gram or whatever, like you might just think like I'm out and whatever, whatever, maybe, right? Like I'm outside. Yeah, cool. I get it. And what I need from 
my people is, is that reciprocation. So like, as much as I like make the phone, pick up the phone and call y'all FaceTime y'all check in on y'all. Like I want that just as much. So Mm. I've been trying to get really clear with asking for that and stating that and not beating around the bush, not Mm -hmm. assuming people can read my mind, Mm -hmm. um, not assuming that the people that are close to me know what I want, especially at this stage in my life. So yeah, I've been just really trying to lead with that energy of just clearly communicating and stating that, especially with the people that I love, because life's too short to not ask for what you want, right? And so reciprocation is is a huge thing for me. So that's that's Mm. a big thing right now. Uh, No, I appreciate you sharing that, especially because like, I think the, and that's actually partially reason why like, I've started the pod, because I had this question in my mind, of just like, I think I know these people really well. Like the people that are closest to me, my friends, mm. family, all these folks that I interact with on an everyday basis, right? I think I know them so well. And I know them, but I don't know them as well as I think I do. And so like, there's a lot of assuming that comes around yep. and like not stating the things that you need or stating the things that you want or stating the things that you really mean. And it is a re- mm. really like beating around the bush too. And so like, I love that in this stage of career, art career, your life, uh, that you're like, yo, I like, this is what I need for you. And like, this reciprocation is incredibly important. I recognize that for myself, too. In what ways? And, hmm, I, I think that like, so I, <laughs> I got into this, like, not, it, it was a debate. And we kept coming, me and my partner kept coming back to it, mm-hmm. um, of just like something that just did not settle and feel right for me. And like I'm talking like every every other month or every like few months, it would just come back to like, yo, like I just don't feel like like you're loving me the way that I like mm. I like I love you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it it really was for me that I like would anticipate things that she needed, like because I'm just an observer. Like I take in so much information, like. Yeah. And in, in, around me. And so I would like do things like ahead of time. Like I did this because I know that you have this on the calendar, this, this, this. So I do this for you, blah, blah, blah. And like I would get mad when she didn't do the same thing for me. I'm like, well, how did you not know? Like it's on the <laughs> calendar. Like what's going on? And and I just started noticing these patterns in my life of just like mm-hmm. other friends. And not just that like close intimate relationship, but even like with my mom, my brother, I'm like, well, why didn't y'all like do this for me? You know? And it's because I never shared what I needed. I never mm-hmm. like communicated anything. Um, I just assumed that they were just going to do it because I was doing it for them. Yep. And it's like learning another level of one grace for them and kind of just like understanding, like, did you actually communicate that, that need, that want? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I come to find out I, I, I wasn't, but, um, but the other end of that too is like, what happens when that need or that want isn't met after you after you after even you share s- it after yep after you stated it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was another level that has like even been difficult because the questions that come to my mind is like, are you doing this on purpose now? Like, are you doing this because like you really don't know how to do that? Are you not the right person to do that mm. for me? That thing and just trying to understand it and do that. I'm still trying to figure that out, but it's just like, it's having me reevaluate some other relationships and, and no, re- reassess uh, my expectations. You are speaking my language right now. Like everything <laughs> you're saying, I'm just like, are you, are you holding a mirror up at me right now? Because I, I low-key feel like you're coming for me because these are <laughs> the exact questions I've been 
having with my therapist, having with myself and really, mm. like you said, evaluating that because I think it's, it's tough when you get to that point too, of when you've learned like, okay, what's the work I need to be doing, right? I need to, I need to communicate this. I need to state this. And when that does happen and there's still that lack of that you're noticing, like, what is, what does that mean? What does it all mm. mean? Right. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, it's just interesting. I think, you know, speaking for myself, being at this big old age of 30 and just yes. navigating like friendships that I was really close with when I was in college, like are probably looking so different now and are evolving and shifting out to be so different. And that's okay. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of just pain and some grief that comes with that, but it's, it's uncomfortable and it's, yeah, it's, it's hard stuff. So, yeah. So I heard somewhere and I know we're coming up on time. I don't want to keep you way too long, but cause I could talk anyways, I heard some, something that, uh, it might've been through my, from my therapist or somewhere else is like, we don't know how to, like our society, American society doesn't know how to grieve well mm. um, because there's different forms of grief. Like we think about losing a loved one or losing a friend in that, those ways, like to death. But like, you know, there's a mourning that happens in like relationships when a relationship ends, whether it was good or bad, um, whether it was yeah. like intimate or a long time friend um there's there's grieving that happens and like when you're terminated from a a role when you're laid off or when you quit even when you quit a job or you leave a job you love like there's different forms of grief and i think we try and like rush through it and move past it because like in our minds again going back to this idea of uncomfortable versus unsafe like our mind is not comfortable and it our, our minds feel unsafe but when in actuality, it's just uncomfortable to sit yep, uncomfortable. and like look back and be like, damn, just goddamn. Like I don't have any, I don't have any words. I know uh, for me, damn. like, I, yeah, <laughs> I know for me, I'm just like, I, I've been, I, I think it's, it comes with growth and this understanding and knowledge of self that like mm-hmm. you, for me, I know, I know more about myself now because I'm asking myself a whole lot more questions. I'm sitting with myself. I'm, I'm being patient with myself. And there's so many things that come up every single time I do that. Like I'm thinking about relationships that are like 10 plus years old. I'm like, man, I really, I really fucked up in that relationship. I hope they're doing all right. And I try and like right. rush past it instead of being like, you did, you, you did mess up in that. Like, how does that feel? How does that make you feel right now? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? What does growth look like? Yeah. Yeah. That's just so what I've been thinking about. Yeah. You got to insert, uh, what is it from Issa Rae, the growth, Kelly? Yes. When she's like, yes. growth, that is growth. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Well, uh, Kat, I appreciate you so much. This has just been like, I don't know why I'm speaking in images right now, but I just like, I look at a cup and then I'm just seeing water. Just in yes. This has been such a fulfilling, such a fulfilling conversation. A mason really, really jar of water. Amazing. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I, I appreciate you mason so much. Jars, so. Oh my, we have so many here. Fill the plants. Uh, but yo, I would love for folks to stay up with what you're doing mm-hmm. to keep up. I know that you potentially have a website coming up later this fall for four by with. Uh, yep. Am I am mm-hmm. I understand that correctly? So how can people link up with you, catch up with what you're doing, and and hopefully catch that website coming through? Yes. So I am planning to have my website go live by end of year, fall, winter. We'll see. It'll be my own personal mm-hmm. website. So I'll definitely have some of the four by with things just live in there. But mm. I say Instagram is the best form right now. So you can find me at cat daddy. And it. I'm on TikTok. 
Acting a Fool, LinkedIn. Um, you can see all my professional stuff on LinkedIn. But yeah, I, I just love connecting with folks and helping others connect with other dope humans. So Instagram would be the best form for sure. I love it. Yo, and I got a good amount of listeners in the New York area in that like cluster of places. So yo, link up with Kat. She's good people's. Every single time I talk to her, I'm just like, man. You're so cool. Uh, (laughs) But amazing. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate honor. Um, I'm just so thankful that we like cross paths. So um, I just wish you all of the amazing things in your life. Peace, joy, happiness, all that stuff. I just pulled my mom. So pulled the mom. And Um, shout out to our grandmothers. Let's continue saying hi to strangers when we feel safe to do so. And, you know, yeah. All the things. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, this podcast was produced by myself, Jonathan Dumas. Additional production help by the incomparable Lindsay Dumas with music by the oh-so-talented Mr. Tony Deras. This podcast was also edited by B-Joy Ahmed. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. It really helps folks discover the show. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Peace.